Greetings, my friends. Thank you for joining Present Truth Presented, a Passover to Pentecost podcast, second season, entitled Crossing Over into a New Era of Expectancy. We are in our very last week. Uh, This is week seven. The last few weeks, we have been looking at marks or signs that point to a new era beginning, what we can expect, what we want to look for, and how we want to position ourselves in this new era to be used in this glorious end time harvest of souls bringing them into the kingdom of our Lord and of his Christ. This is episode 45 entitled, Freedom and Empowerment Are Available. In this new era, we see that God shows no partiality. Jesus, Yeshua, is for everyone. We also have come to understand that new empowerment is available. In this podcast, God revealed through his son Yeshua, the walls that once separated Jew and Gentile were torn down. Through the blood of the Lamb of God, a new creation of people, a first fruits offering came to be. Now, in Christ, those who accept him as Savior are equal. The same anointing and giftings are available for all. It is the fifth day of tarrying or waiting before Yahweh for a new endowment of power from on high. The Feast of Shavuot, or Pentecost, begins this Sunday, May 16th. The Jewish uh, biblical feast begins in the evening, and they go from evening to evening. But in the church world, we celebrate Pentecost this Sunday. During most of your church services, you will probably talk about and wait for the power of Holy Spirit to come into your gatherings. It's important to do that because God wants to do something incredibly new in this time. And we as his people need to be endowed with a fresh anointing and the power of Holy Spirit. Once again today, we'll see the nations are waiting to hear the glorious message of Yeshua. We are his messengers charged to preach, do good, and heal all who the devil oppresses. Mark number 18 is entitled, Freedom and Empowerment Are Available. Our key passage of scripture today is Acts 10 verses 34 through 43. The last few days we have been looking at Acts 10. Tomorrow, we will finish up our investigation into Acts 10. 
Why is it important for us to understand Acts 10? Number one is because Acts 10 was the beginning of a whole new way for the early church and the apostles to minister. Up until then, the gospel of the kingdom was only being preached to the Jewish community, Israel, Jerusalem. But in Acts 10, when the angel appeared to Cornelius and told him to summon Peter to come and give him the message of the gospel of the kingdom, everything changed. The gospel of the kingdom was no longer just for the Jewish community, Israel, Jerusalem, but it was now going to be preached to all the earth. A whole new uh, nation, nations were going to begin to hear the message of the gospel of the kingdom of God, the good news of Yeshua. So, Acts 10 changed everything. We are in an Acts 10 moment. Things are about to change radically in the church, the way we do things. Acts 10, verses 34 through 37, we see the Gentiles hear the good news. Verse 34 reads, Peter said, Now I know for certain that God doesn't show patriotism, uh, patriotism, excuse me, favoritism with people, but treats everyone on the same basis. It makes no difference what race of people one belong to. If they show deep reverence for God and are committed to doing what's right, they are acceptable before Him. They are are, in other words, going to be given the opportunity to hear the message of Yeshua, because these people are those that are crying out to know God, and yet they have yet to know Yeshua. Same today. There are many devout people around the world, people that pray, people that give, people that serve others. They're good but they don't yet know the Messiah, Yeshua, their Savior. Those are people that the Lord is drawing right now unto His Son. It says in verse 36, God sent His word to the Jewish people first, announcing the wonderful news of hope and peace through Jesus, the Anointed One, the Lord of all. You are well aware of all that began in Galilee and spread throughout the land of Israel immediately after John preached the baptism of repentance. Okay, now listen. This is Peter's beginning of his message, and he's telling the Gentiles, okay, the just as I said to you, though Jesus came first to the Jewish uh, community, and now he's coming to you. But see, he says in here in verse 37 that they had heard, they had heard of what was going on in Galilee. 
That's why Cornelius began to pray and cry out because he wanted to know this person that he had heard about. The wonderful news of hope and peace through Yeshua was preached to the Jews first. Ephesians 2.17 says, And he, Yeshua, came and preached peace to you who were far off, that's the Gentiles, and those of us who were near, that's the, the Jewish community. In this passage of Scripture, we see once again that through Yeshua, one new man or creation was birthed through his death, burial, and resurrection. The word peace here means what we normally think of as security, safety, prosperity, welfare, but it also means rest plus set at one again. Through Yeshua, mankind was set at one again with the Lord God, the Almighty Elohim. There was no longer a Jewish sect and a Gentile group. Through Yeshua, they have been brought together. Do we still have Jewish people in our world? Yes. Do we still have Gentiles? Yes. But in Christ, one new man or one new creation of all people, all tribes, all tongues, all races has been created. The word hope in this passage is expectation of good, to anticipate, to expect. We can give the good news of hope. People want to expect good. They're anticipating some changes. They're expecting some new things. And that's where we come in to let them know that in Yeshua, Jesus, new things are available. Verse 38 of Acts 10 tells us that Jesus was anointing with the Holy Spirit and power. It also reveals to us that we too, his people, can be anointed with Holy Spirit and power. It says that Jesus, Yeshua, went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. Now we know in Isaiah that the word, God said, I'm going to send a son and his name's going to be Emmanuel, God with us. God is with us as well. God has anointed us with the Holy Spirit and power as well. To anoint means to smear or rub with oil. This word also is pointing to the fact that believers, Christians in the Lord, can receive gifts of Holy Spirit. The word power in this passage is force. It means literally or figuratively, especially miraculous power. It means strength, power, ability. We have been given miraculous power through the Holy Spirit, just as Jesus was. The last th th 
three verses, four verses tell us that it's time to go and tell that salvation, sozo, soteria, is available for all. Salvation. That means wholeness. That means not just healing of their soul, but of their minds, of their bodies, of their relationships, of their finances. That's the gospel of the kingdom. It means deliverance. It says in verse 39 in Acts 10, We apostles were eyewitnesses to all the miracles that he performed throughout the land of Israel. Finally, in Jerusalem, he was crucified on a cross. This is Peter. Now he's delivering the message. He's continuing to deliver the message to the Gentiles, Cornelius and his family and friends. But God raised him, Yeshua, from the dead three days later, allowing him to be seen openly. We talked about that a couple days ago. He didn't appear to everyone, though. He appeared to us, his chosen witnesses. He actually ate and drank with us after he rose from the dead. And remember I taught you that according to Jesus' own words, he taught them concerning the things of the kingdom of God. 42 says, verse 42 says, Jesus ordered us to preach and warn or testify the people that God had appointed him, Yeshua, to be the judge of the living and of the dead. Verse 43 says, And not only us, but all of the prophets agree in their writings that everyone who believes in him receives complete forgiveness of sins through the power of his name. Salvation is for all. It said Jesus ordered them. That means he commanded them. He gave them a charge. He commissioned them, go forth and preach the gospel of the kingdom. Now the word preach is not a church word, okay? It's not about being in the pulpit on Sunday morning. It has nothing to do with the church building at all. We can preach at church, but this word means to herald as a public crier, especially divine truth, the gospel. It means to proclaim, it means to publish. Every single believer has been given a charge to herald God's truth, to proclaim it, to publish it. The word testify in that passage means to confirm a thing by testimony, to cause it to be believed. We are to cause people through our words and through the power of the demonstration of the Holy Spirit that Jesus is the judge of all. And that he will and is coming for mankind, those who have surrendered to him. Now, today is Savan 1. It's the beginning of a biblical month. Holy Spirit directed me to Ezekiel 31.1. And in the 11th year, in the third month, Savan is the third month on the biblical calendar. On the first day of the month, the Lord, the word of the Lord came to me saying, So today, Savan 1, May the 12th, 
the 45th day of our Passover to Pentecost uh, podcast, God is saying the word of the Lord can come to you as well. Now, what's interesting about this passage of Scripture, if you read the whole chapter, I think it's only like 18 or 19 verses, Ezekiel is actually talking to Pharaoh, and he's basically telling Pharaoh about his demise. And he's saying, who are you going to compare yourself to? Yes, you're great, and you've done these incredible things in the earth realm, but so did Assyria, so did other nations, and they were brought down by Yeshua, by Elohim, the living God. So this is what the voice translation notes say. God proclaims through his living example, Ezekiel, that he has put his sword in Nebuchadnezzar's hand to punish Egypt. If Egypt, with all of its history and splendor, will fall to Babylonia, what chance do other nations have? When I read that passage of Scripture, the Lord brought me back to a verse I had shared on the third week about him bringing us out of the land of Egypt under the power of the Egyptians, out of the old system into a new land. Exodus 3, 8 reads, So I, Elohim, have come down to deliver them from the power of the Egyptians and to bring them up from that land of bondage, of captivity, of tyranny, to a land that's good and spacious, a land flowing with milk and honey. The word deliver in that passage means a shaking. It means to to snatch away. It means to strip. It means to plunder. God is shaking everything that can be shaken right now in the systems of the world. He is doing that shaking so that he can remove us, his people, out of the power of the hand of man. The word Egyptians in this passage means double straits. It's a symbol of captivity, of sin, of the powers of this world. The Spirit of the Lord spoke to me and he said, In these days and at this time, beloved, I will, I am dealing with the corruption of tyranny in the nations. My word has gone out and it will accomplish all it is meant to do. Fret not because of the condition of the world. I am working on behalf of the upright in the land. My voice and my judgments will be heard and seen. I'm calling you to be light, to bring hope and peace to the people of the world. Go forth with my anointing. Do good, heal the hurting, and bring freedom to those oppressed by the devil. In this new era, extraordinary power is being made available to those who know me. The nation's leaders think they have won. They believe that my power is dormant as the first century political and religious leaders did upon my death. Oh, but just as in that day, my power is not dormant, it is active, I am alive. But now, my power dwells in an army of anointed ones who roam the earth to bring about my plans and instruct people of my ways. 
an unleashing of love, hope, and peace will be released as my anointed ones, endued with power from on high, go forth in my name. Did you get that? I'm going to say that last line again. The Spirit of the Lord is saying, Yahweh is saying, Yeshua is saying to us, an unleashing of love, hope, and peace will be released as my anointed ones, endued with power from on high, go forth in my name, says Yeshua, Messiah, anointed one. I bless you with hope and peace. I bless your unbelieving family and friends with eyes to see Yeshua, their loving Savior. I bless you with a fresh anointing to do good, heal the hurting, and bring freedom to the captives. Decree this over yourself. I am anointed with the Holy Spirit and power, releasing good, healing the sick, and setting free those who the devil oppresses is my mission. <laughs> Selah. That's our mission. To go forth. To do good. To heal the sick. To bring people out of oppression. May Holy Spirit overshadow you these next five days as you take extra time to wait to tarry in His presence so that you can be prepared and ready for the fresh outpouring that's coming. That all the ites in your own life of skepticism, prejudice, religiosity, anything that's within you that's holding you back from fully engaging in all that God has for you in this hour, may the Holy Spirit over these next five days uproot it all and you receive a fresh infilling of Holy Spirit on Shavuot. I bless you in the name of Yeshua. Until tomorrow, this is Sharon Webster.